Hello, sports fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Pub Talk Rugby League, a podcast where all mates from high school meet up to talk about rugby league. My name is Adam, and I know very little about football, so I'm joined, like always, by my panel of armchair experts. Smokes? G'day, fellas. It's that time of year. It's finally here. It's origin time, baby. And the principal. Hello, hello. We've been talking about origin for what feels like months, so it's good that it's actually finally here, and... Smokes has got his Queensland colours on already. The original, the 1980 jersey, this one, baby. Bringing back the old times. I just need a schooner of yeah. 4X gold or 4X bitter now and in the foam, the, uh, the styro um, uh, stubby cooler as well. How disappointed are you going to be on Wednesday? It's just, you know, Wednesday week, you'll be <sighs> so disappointed. And we're all just going to oh, be we'll, living we'll, up. We'll, we'll, get, we'll the, get to that discussion. I reckon we'll get the we'll Phantom get back next week. For the, oh, you know, well, no, no, no. that will be all dependent on how your state performs on Wednesday. <laughs> if you, if we'll you lose, right. he's no chance. He will be phantom extraordinaire. Roosters won last week. He still didn't come. He'll be Christopher Skates, mate. He'll be out of the country. Are you sure he's <laughs> actually not out of the country? <laughs> we haven't seen him. Who knows, life. man? Who knows? He's oh, he's too busy doing push-ups. Yeah, we'll get onto that as well later. Uh, All right, on to round 12. Uh, There was a few games, but we were struggling to remember them all, but we'll get through this. All right, uh, the Storm and the Sea Eagles, principal. All right, so, as I said, details are sketchy of some of these games. But, uh, (laughs) you know, the game went as expected, Melbourne won. Uh, What I remember this game, uh, Munster was sort of getting back to his best. Unfortunately, bad timing. Good timing. um, Good timing, baby. (laughs) He was pretty immense in this game and, you know, Melbourne sort of accounted for the, the Seagulls reasonably easy, I think. And, you know, he, he was sort of cut apart in pretty much everything they did that game. So he's had a, a couple of quiet, quiet games the last, you know, the couple of games leading up to that. I think we, we said last week that Jerome Hughes coming back is what he needs, that sort of stability to, to do his own thing and um, probably, you know, run the ball a little bit more. And that's what he did in this game and, you know, Obviously, and he sort of got back to that form, and you know, hopefully, it's just a one once off thing, and he's back to um, you know, not his best for Wednesday. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty hard to um, argue with anything you said there, except for your very last comment. But uh, no, he he was he was very good, um, and I think you're right. Jerome Hughes coming back just takes so much pressure off him. It just allows him to just be that instinctive. Um, you know, ad lib style of style of attack that he loves playing. Just, just when he's running the ball, he's very dangerous. He's very hard to tackle, uh, and yeah, he was great. And look, I thought Manly were quite admirable for for a lot of that game. I mean, you know, that dealing without Turbo, I think they had a couple of other key guys out, so they were, you know, their their depth is being tested um, quite a lot at the moment, Manly, and I think. It's going to be a real push for them to make the eight now. I think they're, I think they're five wins out of twelve, and so going to the back half of the season without Turbo as well. That's that's going to be hard. Yeah, they've got levers on the ladder. Yeah, it's mm. only going to get more difficult if they pick up another couple of injuries. You know, they they sort of rely on yep. Cherry Evans and Turbo plus um, Jake mm. as well, Jake Travojevic to to really run their show. And um, who knows, yep. maybe Jake Jake he will be uh, fired up after. Not making origin and he'll be fresh. He'll be, he'll be fresh. They won't be missing him out of the team. But um, other than that, I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle too. They, they, the Blues might have been worried that he was going to spend too much time crying. Every time he gets interviewed these days, he looks like he's about to cry. Whenever yeah. he talks about his brothers, I mean, it's very sweet, but God, every time it looks like he's about to cry. He's probably oh, like, I'm so sad. I'm so sad yeah. for my brother. He's out for the rest of the year. So, okay, yeah. Does, tears does of frustration. Some, no, I'm not trying to be an arsehole. I was like, does he need some tissue? Yeah. He looked like he's honestly God going to cry. I think it's tears of frustration. It's like, can't he just play a full season for once? Stop Seriously. getting bloody injured. <laughs> I've been, he's probably like, I've been carrying this team for years and he's just getting injured all the time. But <laughs> Yeah. And look, he's, he's a good player too, Jake. So, um, yeah, absolutely. But, um, but yeah, no, like, as I said, I think they're probably going to struggle a bit first year. Look, they'll still beat the very low teams, but when they come up against those teams around the eight, I just don't see them being able to match them. All right, you two. Uh, moving on, Smokes, the Panthers and the Cowboys. 
Yeah, look, I, I was only able to see section of this game. It was actually to work farewell, uh, but uh, it was on, you know, I, was, I had a prime spot, just like the TV directly above me, so it was perfect. Jeez, um, I'll tell you what, it was 22-0, the final score. If that was against um, any team from maybe 7th place down, 6th or 7th place down, Penrith win that game by 50 points, I reckon. The Cowboys spent, every time I looked up the screen, they were on their line defending. They did, and, and look, to Penrith's credit, they remained patient until eventually the points came. They wore them down. But, geez, the Cowboys, they, if their defence hadn't improved as much as it had this season, that would have been really, really ugly. Um, look at a guy like Ruben Cotter uh, for, for the Cowboys. He made 64 tackles, I think, without missing any. That just shows how much defence they had to, especially up the middle of the ruck. Uh, but Penrith, just very professional did what they had to do, and, and you know, in the end, 22-0, um, they, they, that's why they're the, they're the benchmark. They're the team to beat. Yeah, I think, um, you know, normally, you know, not scoring a point, losing 22-0, you'd be pretty upset. I, I, I think, you know, you're right. What the, the Cowboys probably wouldn't be, you know, they'd be upset that they didn't get any points, but, you know, they did They did a lot of defence, and, you know, you know they, they've shown that they, you know, they could spend long periods of time defending and trying to keep Panthers out for it. You know, as you said, it would have been a bigger score against most other teams further down the ladder. So just, um, just to give a bit of perspective on that too, like the uh, the Panthers completed 39 out of 49 sets. The Cowboys 23 out of 37. So it yeah. just shows how much extra ball, and that's only because the Cowboys think got a little bit of ball towards the last 10 or 15 minutes, which by then they were just out of juice. They couldn't do anything with it. Um, yeah, it was just insane, um, the, the, the level of possession against them and for them to sort of hold on for as long as they did. I mean, they actually, considering they had to make an extra 120 tackles, they actually missed less tackles than Penrith. So it just shows how hard they had to work. And, but again, it also shows how professional Penrith are by not losing focus and not getting impatient. They just kept them working away. They knew eventually they were going to wear them down. That's what they did. Yeah, all right. And then on to the other game uh, for Friday, Broncos versus Titans. Oh, oh mate. Th- this, and I I do not like this cliche, but a tale of two halves, but this really, really was. I, mean, I was going to say Broncos, the same thing. Oh. You could not define a tale of that, that, you that sort of cliche you, any better than this game, the tale of two halves. And you halves. couldn't because the Broncos <laughs> were absolutely dreadful in the first half. They, they came out... And look, we'll talk about the Payne Huss stuff later. And I don't think that was necessarily a distraction because he was actually pretty good in this game. Uh, they were just so slow and inept. And I don't know if they were a bit complacent the first half, whatever it was, but they were just really, really poor. What I will say, though, is when it came to the second half, and it was still, it was, I think, 11 or 12 minutes into the second half, it was still 24 points to four. Uh, so by then, usually teams would start to panic trying to chase points, but they stayed calm. They just kept on plugging away, and eventually things started to turn. They started to they started to, to click with a few things in attack. And they started to put on... Well, they, they, they got... And look, it wasn't a lucky try, because it was a fair try, but it was a, a bit of luck when Tamari Martin tried to throw a pass, but it ricocheted off a Cowboys player, and then he just sort of picked it up and fell over the line to get the first try of the second half. But then the big moment, that kickoff from the Titans... When they were up 24 to 10 with 25 minutes to go, why did they try a short kickoff? Why would you do that? And, and um, Pakes picks it up, runs 30 metres downfield, gives the offload. It's a try. All of a sudden, they're down by 20. Within the space of 60 seconds, they're only down by eight, and they've got 25 minutes to get the rest of those points. As soon as I saw that, I said, we're actually going to get away with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ezra Mam then stepped up in that, fi- that final section. The... the the try he laid on to give us the go-ahead. I mean, he threw this beautiful pass out to Corey Oates and then kicked it back in field for, for our standing skipper, Capewell. And, um, yeah, and then, then they just sort of iced it after that with, a, with another try. He got his first ever try too, as Ramam, just after that. So he's, um, he's starting to, to prove to be a real quality young half who I'm sure Adam Reynolds is going to take him under his wing and give him as much knowledge as he can while he's still there. Uh, no, in the end, it was a great comeback. Terrible first half, though. Yeah, it was. Um, it's interesting. The Titans have sort of done similar things. So against the Raiders, well, they were down. Yeah. They were that we they were up. Sorry, at halftime, I think it was twenty nil again. So yeah, or, similar, yeah, yeah, similar thing. They, they were in twenty points ahead, pretty much around that time. I don't know if Raiders scored just before halftime, but 
It's mm. um, and then they gave up that in very similar fashion. It's just Raiders came over the top. All of a sudden, they just completely just self destructed and um, yeah. Then you know lost the game. So yeah, so it's, obviously it's a problem for the Gold Coast. They, I mean, we them we you wouldn't say they're a team that can defend points at all anyway. Um, mm. But they sort of yeah just. I don't know, Broncos turned it on, they couldn't keep up with them in the, that second half. Well, and that's why I always thought we were still a chance. Like, even though we were playing terribly, I just sort of thought, if we get the first one, then knowing what the Titans are like, they can leak a lot of points very quickly. And Justin Holbrook in the press conference, I mean, you could just see... Like, he didn't try and blame any referee decision, because it wasn't really any to blame. I don't think there was any controversies from the ref, but... Uh, when it came to the two sin bins that the Titans gave away at the end of the first half, he said, that was just stupid from us. He said, and that's the stuff we've got to stop doing. Like, you know, it wasn't like an accidental high tackle, so therefore it's like, oh, you sort of live with that. That's going to happen sometimes. But they were ones that, w- that were under our, our control. And and he's right. They do stupid things. And the short kickoff, I mean, whoever, I mean, Tino put his hand up and, in the press conference and said, that was my call. Whether it was or not, whether he was just trying to defend his teammates, I don't know, but... Whoever's call it was, it was the wrong call. I mean, that's just silly. You know what? I mean, that was still on top in that game. Yeah, I think again, I think we've spoken about it with just leadership in the teams. You know, Raiders had this, mm. have continually had the same issue. They've sort of somehow grouped it together a little bit now, but just those stupid mm. decisions. And you know, when when a team's coming back against you and you you sort of got to regroup, they just don't. You you look at their Titans team; they don't really have that experience. You know, Tino's mm. there. Their um, captain, but he's still pretty young, isn't he? He's very not, young. Not, um, you, you know, it's and he had a like, great game too. He was yeah. he was fantastic. Yeah, he's he always, was he's, over two hundred yeah. meters in the first half. I think he was awesome. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like what you know, Broncos the last couple of seasons. Now they got Adam Reynolds to steer the, you know, and even um, Kirk Catewell to a certain extent as well. Yeah. I mean, he filled in this week, and I think mm. it's such a big difference just having that that leadership. The, you know, I'd love the Raiders to have that yeah. that. Old head, but you know, experience mm. and, and still playing well in themselves as well. To, yeah. to you know, to take the team on their own back and sort yeah. of get them the win. But yeah, that's I think Titans will have that same issue for a while. They've got so many young players in the halves at the fullback. Yeah. Press, um, well, they've got, they've got Kieran Foran going there next year, which is obviously a lot of experience. So he might be able to help with a bit of that development and calm headedness. I, I mean, I can't imagine. I imagine if he's in the team, he's certainly not telling them to do a short kickoff. I mean. If Tino had suggested it and you had a Kieran Foran in the team, he would have said, no, I'm kicking deep Yeah, because we're up by 14. Why would I give them a chance? <laughs> you don't want them anywhere near it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, uh, we can skip over this one if we don't feel like talking about it too much. The New Zealand versus uh, the Knights. Yeah. You know, I, mean, this one? I mean, yeah, I, I saw bits and pieces. Of, look, there's not a lot to write home about. Both teams are struggling a bit. But Newcastle were a little bit too good. I mean, I think the Warriors were up 12-0 fairly early. Uh, but then, then the Knights, once they sort of uh, got into their groove, Kalen Pong was pretty good. Their forwards, you know, they, they did their job. Uh, nothing special, but, you know, they, they, they got the win. And I think it might be the Warriors' first loss at Redcliffe this year. So not a, not a bad effort from Newcastle to, to come up with that result. I don't know, there's a fair bit of losses in New Zealand's like, Oh, history, yeah, and, and look, they're, they're, they're struggling at the moment, the Warriors. They're, they've... they've I think since... Well, I think their last one was against you, Blokes, wasn't it? Since then, they've just... Probably. So you took it all out of them. You, you, you've worn them out. Well, so you lost um, them, but you've worn them out, away. at least. You know, and, you know, arguably, you know, it, yeah, they were given that game. But anyway, we'll just, um, <laughs> we should not we'll go back and touch one. on that one. We'll forget it. That ever happens. You know what? That's, that's, get, you know, that's actually going to make a massive difference at the end of the year, that game. Now that we're starting... Starting to um, win a few games and they're they're back into yeah, it a little bit. Yeah, you may regret around that about, one. Around about that top eight spot, you know, they're going to be fighting mm. Manly South or those you know a couple of teams, and it's going to be a killer that game, I think. Well, if you end up finishing ninth, ninth, I can imagine you saying, "Fuck you, Matt Lodge, fuck you." <laughs> yeah. Well, to, you know, right, they never should have. They shouldn't have never got that close anyway, but. Yeah, no, it's more the bunker yeah. official. I don't know who it was, but damn the bunker! <laughs> damn, the oh bunker. the bunker! Blow up the bunker! Get rid of it! Lodge a grenade in there. <laughs> Smokes. We're going to talk about the Rabbitohs and the West Tigers now. Yeah, I mean, look, the again, the Tigers stayed with them for a while and, and made life a bit difficult. I think they were up eighteen, twelve, or something like that at, at one stage. The Tigers, but then again, once the bunnies got control. 
you know, the, the, the Tigers aren't much of a team. And look, the Rabbitohs might be in the same boat because they lost to them about a month ago. They might be in the same boat, as, as you're saying, the Raiders are sent by the end of the season. If they end up missing by one game, they're, they're going to regret losing the first time then because that's a team that they should never lose against South. And, and they show yeah. why. They're, they're, even with a couple of players out, they've still got way too much class for a team like them. I mean, Cody Walker was pretty strong. Once it started to open up, he showed his class. I think he got a couple of tries. And um, Alex Johnson became the all-time leading try scorer for South Sydney. He overtook Nathan Merritt. So that's a good effort. Well, I loved him in the press conference too because they put him in the press conference. He said, oh, I just love being in the press conference. This is really special, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, seems like a, I think he's still only about 27 or 28. So he can extend that by quite a lot. Yeah, he's going uh, so to get him. so many. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah. And it's funny that they nearly, let him, they nearly let him go a few years ago as well, Alex Johnson. Yeah, he sort of nearly, but then he, yeah. he sort of, you know, through performance, he sort of forced their hand. Um, so good on him. And, and he's a good finisher. I mean, look, he doesn't get too many raps, but I mean, he never lets them down. And he's always there to finish off a try. He always puts himself in the right position. So, you know, good on him. Well deserved. Principal, uh, Sharks versus the Roosters. Uh, you know what? When I tipped Sharks, I was like, finally, a team that you know could beat the Roosters and I'm not throwing my tip away. And the Sharks just couldn't get it done. ScoMo's had another cup, another bad Saturday, you know, watching this game. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, At least this time he could have a couple of beers and didn't have to front up to, a, uh, to the media and everything afterwards. He could just... He's probably been drinking since last Saturday night. The, the previous sort of days, drowning stories from that. Um, May as well. <laughs> yeah, the Roosters one. Didn't really watch it. Uh, look, I mean, I, I did watch this one. And, and look, the Roosters were too good for, for a Cronulla. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I tell you what, and, and, you know, Phantom wants to have a sook about this. I don't care. They are one of the top two or three teams, the Roosters, for getting 50-50 calls go their way. They really are. The amount of ridiculous decisions that that went their way during that game. And as I said, look, they were the better team. And they deserved to win. But, you know, Cronulla mounted a bit of a fight back. And if they didn't have so many crappy decisions go against him in the first 55, 60 minutes of that game, maybe there are actually a chance to win it at the end. So I just, yeah, I, I just, yeah it was a bit rough. Um, although Cronulla did get... A little bit of a square up with their last try. It was, I mean, if the Dane Gagai one against the Broncos was not a try last week, there's no way that the Cameron McInnes one was. Uh, that was just the same thing. I think that was just a little bit of a square up because they sort of stitched Cronulla up for most of the game. Uh, but look, the Roosters were a bit too good. So they're, they're starting to come into their own now, the Roosters. And, you know, they might be able to push for a top four spot yet. Unless, unless the, the Green Machine can take them down this weekend. Yeah, it's like a good chance. It's a good ladder, chance. I think, now. So, yeah, yeah, they're starting to climb. They're, they're one win out of the out of the top four, and the four and against is pretty close between between those four, five, six teams. Yep. That those fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, there's a chance. All right, uh, on to Sunday's games. We've got the Bulldogs versus the Dragons. Did anyone watch this one? No, I was waiting for the main uh, event. Yeah, look, I I saw the last twenty minutes of it, um, and that's sort of when when the Dragons pulled away a bit again. Ben Hunt. Uh, he, he, again, they live and die by his performances and to the point where he's actually now taken the lead in the Dally M's. He's actually two points clear at the lead at the halfway point of the season. And when you consider he's playing for a team that's won six and lost six, he's not, it's not like he's playing for Penrith or Melbourne where they're winning every week and therefore he can pull points pretty much on a regular basis. Uh, he's had an, had an amazing season and, and it's, it's why I think he's been picked in the starting lineup for Queensland because he's just... Stepping up when they need him, and, and against those teams, like you take him out of that team, he he'd be they'd be running second or third last, I reckon. St George, they'd be really at the bottom. All right, and then on to the main event, uh, principal <laughs> Raiders versus the Eels. Uh, well, this is this ended up being the well we you know predicted as well it would be, but the game of the round really. Um, this is an excellent game of footy. This is just you know. Raiders lost, and you know normally I'd be pretty upset with it, but they there wasn't much between the two teams. You know the difference is just Dylan Brown from the Eels. He just he um he had a really good game and was able to um there was a couple of defensive lapses which you know they let let him through and they scored off those and that was really it. But this is yeah it was just a fantastic game. What as a Raiders fan I was I was really pleased with it. Sort of showed that 
the changes the Raiders have made the last few weeks, they weren't just one-offs. They they sort of applied everything they've been doing well the last the weeks prior to this game, and they were they did it pretty good. You know, they're still they're still not quite there yet, but they you know Parramatta are still one of the top teams, and and they they pushed them. They 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 were very close to winning this game, and um, just probably a, a little bit of an inexperience from their savage at fullback. I think if they had probably their their normal fullback, they would have probably been able to stop some of the a couple of the tries. Um, but yeah, it was just it was a great game, and um, yeah, it was just you know it was one of those where it could have gone either way. Parramatta just pulled off it, pulled it off in the end, and yeah, it's, it's not much I could be too unhappy about. I wish we got the win, but. It, it gives me hope that uh, you know they, they've got a good chance this weekend. Some Roosters, if they play the same, and um, you know obviously they've changed the way they're playing. That the offloads in this game were crazy. Raiders and th- th- I mean both teams are just throwing the ball around the whole game. It was a really fast-paced game. Uh, yeah, look, it was a pretty good game, uh, as you said. Like it's, um, Raiders certainly certainly went with Parramatta for the for the entire match. They had you know the lead changed back and forth a lot during that first half and. Uh, I thought Rapana was pretty good. I thought um, uh, Papa Lee uh, for Raiders, the Raiders Papa Lee was really strong for you guys up front. Um, I think he went on, did he go off for an HIA, but then he came back and he pretty much has then played the rest of the match. And he was just, yeah. um, he was really strong. Uh, what I would say though is you're up 18 16 early in the second half and you got a penalty. Why did the Raiders go for penalty goal? Yeah, you know the the killer with that. That's that came... the moment, man. Because after that, well, you didn't score another point, and you had momentum. Yeah. I thought, no, go for the kill. It was um that came from the bench too. That was like a one of the coaches mm. telling them to do that. Yeah, that that was odd. Probably the the biggest change really was the um, they got a six again, which is um, makes me want to go to the corner and just like curl up in the fetal <laughs> position. Those words. <laughs> <laughs> But Corey Corey Horsberg had the ball. He didn't hear the call, and he, he put in a shot like a kick. Um, yeah. And they were attacking the line, so that that Parramatta got the ball, and then they scored. I think a couple of yeah. tackles, tackles later. So that that um yeah, that was an right. ideal. Yeah. So it's a couple it, of know, killer moments. Yeah. It, that you know that was another one where I thought if they didn't kick, they had another set there. They score then, probably game over. So they mm. would have um I reckon they would have gone on with it. So that. <laughs> he, you know, he just didn't hear the call, so that was annoying. Um, yeah. But yeah, just it just shows you. I think if they they still got some improvement. I think Jamal Fogarty came back. He had a, a pretty quiet game. Um, yeah, you I was tell... going to ask you what you thought of him. Yeah, because like, I thought that he yeah. had moments where he looked pretty good. Moments where he clearly looked a bit rusty because he hasn't played since the preseason. Yeah, the ki- his kicking was rusty. I think in the end, Whiten took over a lot of the kicking. He did a fair bit. Um, yeah. It, the you know just the just forming combinations. Some of the outside men, you know, some of the guys outside Fogarty just didn't see the ball at all. Like mm. it, you know, I was looking at the player. I'm like, I haven't. He hasn't had the ball. So that you know, Tomoko, some of those guys, they you know, he ended up. He was coming into the middle to try and find the ball at some some points of that game. So I think it's going to be better for the run. It's going to take him a while yeah. to gel. You know, he hasn't played a game with the Raiders yet. So um, mm. you know that that was. One part, I think, if you know they ran with probably um, Schneider, it would have been they would have probably been a bit more. Um, they would have gelled together a bit more for this game, um, but mm. you know Fogarty's yeah, going to be Fogarty's definitely going to be a, a plus later on yeah. once he once he gets in with the team and you know they figure out those sort of combinations. So, uh, but Tarpane was the other one. I thought he was actually nearly better than Papali. He he was just, he was good. Yeah, he's, he's he's been very good all year. He, he's one of the only players I see from any team that. People just can't get into the ground. The amount of times he, he st- mm. they, they, he, the ref calls held. He's standing up. There's, he's so yeah. hard to tackle. Yeah, he's he's um, deceptively strong. He's yeah. The post contact meters. He, you know, probably walks another ten meters every time. So, mm. um, yeah, just you know, he was crazy as good as well. So, yeah, good signs. I just hope that they build on this and, um, you know, especially this weekend. Yep. They really need to win this weekend. To have to keep in touch with that eight, Stay I think it's really eight, it's going to be a really definitely. important game. Especially the Roosters aren't too far ahead, you know, the four points ahead. So, mm. um, I think that's got to be their focus. They need to win at least one of these two games, and then yeah. lead into the Broncos as well. So I think, yeah, they, they, it's a very important this coming weekend. Yes. Yeah, All right. Well, that's the end of round twelve. Uh, we did pretty good on the tippings front. 
Smokes and Phantom got 7 out of 8, and Principal and myself got 6 out of 8, so not bad. Mm. And then, Ye Wide, Smokes is still steaming ahead. That's it. 70 out of 96. Uh, then I'm on 65, Phantom's on 64, and Principal 63. Mate, those little... <laughs> your little rules about this. Yeah, thing. your, your handicaps didn't help you this week. No, <laughs> they, they did the week before. They screwed you this week. You know the best part. <laughs> I is... I like how he has two tips. He's got the podcast tips and he's got his own. I got his real tips. tips yeah. he's much better. He's much better when he's not having. Uh, his real tips. Yeah, he's the other one. There's tips. a lot more. There's a lot more uh, money in the other one. So I. I still tip with the Raiders. I, I never, I never tipped against the Raiders. But um, you know, the, the best part about this week is. I've only got a handicap of one uh, because yep. Raiders are playing Roosters playing finally. Roosters. So, you know. Ah, uh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, perfect. True. Yeah, so here we go. It's eight out of eight this week. That's my beer bet, by the way. <laughs> well, no, it's only like oh, five four games, out of right? four. Four out of four, I think, actually. Whatever it is. Four out of four. Five yeah, out of right. whatever it is. Okay, on to the power rankings. And I, I say this, I've been saying this for the last few weeks, but I'm like, have I missed one? I keep scrolling to the bottom of the page. I'm like, oh, my God, we'll finally... Touching one of the teams we care about. Mm-hmm. So um, the Raiders are position eight. They're down one spot from last week, but still, you know, top eight. Um, <laughs> thoughts? I think that's fair. They're um, yeah, they, they, they were solid in defeat. They're up against solid a in defeat. Game, so South played Tigers. You know, mm. not nothing special. I think I think yeah. it's fair. You could you know, and Roosters. What are they? Seven. Seventh. So, yeah. So that's pretty fair. Another one where I'm like, oh, where have I missed? <laughs> have I missed them? No. Okay, they're just they're. There, so they went up one spot uh, from last week, and then yeah, the Cowboys are in position three, the Broncos in position two, yeah, uh, up one spot, and then the Panthers uh, at, at uh, position one. So yeah, that's it. Thoroughly deserved. I'll tell you who's going to stop the Panthers. The team currently ranked two on the power rankings. That's who. That's who. We're doing it without our captain at the moment. How good are we going to be when he's back? My goodness. And a bye this week, so we'll stay there. Yeah. As we've been talking up the state of origin for last six <laughs> weeks, it feels like. Yes. <laughs> the teams have finally been announced. Oh, I know yeah. we like predicted on our one, and I had this whole thing. I've got this image that was all ready to go, and I totally forgot to post it on the Facebook page, so my apologies. Um, but anyway, Smokes, let's go through these, uh, let's these, do these it. announced teams. Let's do it. I've got to say, um, I, I think that for the f- this is the... Most evenly matched game one lineups I've seen in quite a few years. I think this is going to be an absolute cracker of a game. Because both teams, if you look through their squads, they're all in pretty good form. There's not many players in either team that you could look at and go, geez, he's lucky to hold on to his spot. I mean, maybe one or two from each team. But those one or two you'd look at, you then, you then sort of look at what they've done in origin and you go, well, you know what? That's fair enough. They should hold... Like, like for example, you, you could argue that um, Appy Coruscant is in better form than Damien Cook, but Damien Cook's been the, the origin hooker for several years, and he's not playing bad, so it's fair enough he holds his spot. Um, so, geez, they're, they're such good lineups. I mean, I, I guess like, when you look at both teams, one thing I, I did find a little bit interesting from the New South Wales point of view was that uh, they named Jack Whiten to start at centre with um, Stephen Crichton as the bench utility, whereas a lot of people would have thought that would be the other way around. Uh, what do you think about that one, Principal? I mean, I, f- I find that one very interesting. Um, yeah, I just assumed they were going to take my prediction of captain and thought the captain oh, needs obviously. to start. Um, no, yeah. in all seriousness, <laughs> I actually love Jack White as centre. He's a great centre as well. Um, I find it weird having... If you want Jack in the centres, I don't think you can have Crichton on the bench. I think that's that's a weird choice. Yeah, um, I'd go Hines because um, mm. Hines can play. You can you can have Hines in the halves, or you can move White to the halves. Hines can play centre wherever as well. So I find it really weird. I, you know, I can't see how they're going to get Crichton into the game unless there's an injury. Well, that's the that's the bit that's I can't what I don't understand. Like. Because yeah, if if there's if there's no injuries to anyone in the backs, yeah. How do they get in game time? Does that then mean you're wasting a position on the bench? And when you yep. look at Queensland's bench, not only is that a very strong bench, they're all in form, and you've got the X factor of Harry Grant, who a lot of and a lot of people you're probably going to throw back and say, well, Harry, it's a bit of a surprise that he wasn't named as the starter and that Ben Hunt wasn't the utility. But 
I don't think I, don't, I, I think that you get a lot of X factor with Harry Grant off the bench, and his debut was the the decider back in the COVID year two thousand twenty, and he came on and had an absolute blinder coming off the bench because when he came up against the tiring New South Wales side, he cut them to shreds. So yeah. there's more X factor with that with that pick. I mean, the, the forwards m- maybe cancel each other out on the bench from each team, but that that. Um, that X factor off the bench with the utility, I think Queensland have, on paper at least, it makes more sense. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. I, I probably would have um, liked to have seen someone like a Hines on the bench, and hmm. you know, especially if you want to chase points or something at the end of the game. If you're behind, chuck on someone like Hines. I think he's going to offer more than um, Crichton, perhaps. But you know, it's still hmm. a strong team. I just think you yeah. know it could be a wasted bench spot. Yeah, exactly. For me, when you name that utility on the bench, you want them to be someone who, yes, can cover multiple scenarios if there's injuries, but someone who is still going to get game time if there's no injuries. You know for a fact Harry Grant's going to probably play at least half of this match, at least. Uh, yeah, so yeah. he's still going to get plenty of game time. Um, but, you know, I mean, look, it, it's, it could end up proving to be a masterstroke by, by Freddie. But I just like the look of both teams. I mean, I, I think if you line them up player for player, and, you know, there, there's a few debutantes from each team. I mean, if we go through them, I mean, for, for Queensland, you've got, um, you've got Selwyn Cobbo making his, his debut. Uh, then in the forwards, you've got Ruben Cotter starting at lock, uh, which I, I really like that because he's a... He, very sort of like a bit of a Dallas Johnson mould, like strong tackler. He'll work all day. Uh, Paddy Carrigan and Jerome, uh, Jeremiah Nanai, all uh, from the off the bench, who are making their debuts. And then for the Blues, you've got Ryan Madison making his debut off the bench. Uh, you've got uh, Katoni Staggs in the centres. Steve Crichton, obviously off the bench. We've spoken about him. I think you might have one other making his debut. Who is it? Who is it? Someone. Someone. Uh, Le- uh, did Liam Martin play last year? I can't remember. Yeah, he played, yeah. yeah. I think the yeah, rest are uh, in uh, the squad. Um, oh, it but... might have been um, Campbell Gillard's only played one game. That might be yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so a lot of guys getting their chance and purely down to form, which I think is really good. And, and I guess the strength of both teams is you look at the extended bench for both teams, any of those guys could have made both sides. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. And um, the only thing I was disappointed with, and it's been spoken about a lot this week, is Adokar not playing on the wing. Yeah, you know, that was, was an interesting one. Yeah, when, yeah. I, when I saw it, you know, I sort of always think about, when I think about last, you know, what, four years of origin, you think about his, you know, hit some of his tries, mm. he scored a lot of tries. And, um, mm. you know, look at putting Tupo there, I, I think, you know, they said it was to counteract um, Cobbo or whatever it was, but... Yeah, I thought that was interesting considering, you know, he hasn't, Adokar, you know, he hasn't, I don't think he's had his best season, but that's probably well, it's, down to the Bulldogs team it's the, not it's, giving it's him the chances. Playing in than, an underperforming team. Yeah. And, and, and look, Tupo's playing pretty well for the Roosters too. So it's, it's hard to say that either of the New South Wales wingers don't deserve it. Look, I could throw the same thing, and look, maybe a lot of people won't agree with this, I could throw the same thing up about Xavier Coates. Now, He's playing quite well in a very, very strong Melbourne Storm team. I think on form, Corey Oates at the Broncos is actually playing better football because he's making lots of tough metres out of the danger zone. He comes in and takes a lot of pressure off the forwards, and I think he does that as well as any winger in the comp. I mean, and that's why New South Wales have got Brian Toppel because he does a lot of that too. He comes in and makes a lot of metres, takes pressure off the forwards, so... Uh, but at the same time, it's not like the wingers who have been picked for both sides are playing poorly. They're all playing well. So They'll all do a good uh, job. I mean, every player here deserves a spot. Um, oh, definitely. I've loved what both coaches have, have said too. Like they're, I don't think they're playing games with anything. Like, I mean, Billy was asked pretty much straight up, oh, are you going to swap Hunt and Harry Green? He said, no. So I've named that team. That's how they'll line up. Like I'm not, I'm not into playing games. I'm just going to want to name my team and get on with it. And and he said that Ben Hunt got that spot based on two factors. One, his form this year, which which is justified. He's leading the Dalians. Just I oh know it's at halfback rather than hooker, but he's still playing good footy. And the second reason he said, um, at two of the last three Origin series, he's won the um, uh, the player of the year, the, the player of the series award for Queensland. So he plays exceptionally well when he pulls on the maroon jersey. So it's a reward for form and for past performance. So I think it's great. 
Uh, onto the biggest story, I think, of the week, <laughs> apart from maybe what, what broke uh, early today. Um, inside Broncos crisis meeting over $3.2 million Huss bombshell as contract talks put on hold. Mm. I have some things to say about this, so I might, yeah, I, know. Let, I might let Principal go first. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I might not be able to stop. I really hate player managers so much. They are just... <laughs> They've got to be the scum of the game, right? It's just... they. When I saw this, I just had flashbacks to the last couple of seasons at the Raiders. Similar stuff. I, 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 as soon as I read it, I thought Bateman. Similar stuff. <laughs> he wanted to get out. He wanted his money. He was so. Like, oh, hang on. The Raiders only brought me over here and set me all up and I'm only on whatever it was. I want, I, now I want a million dollars, whatever it was he wanted. And um, it's the same thing. And, you know, the, he didn't have to sign the five-year contract or whatever he did back then. But, you know, the Broncos did. And, you know, what happens if he got injured? And then he would have been happy with that money, right? If he couldn't play a couple of seasons. It's got to work both ways. It's Honestly, it, it irritates me so much that the NRL just don't somehow fix this problem. They, they, they never come out and say anything about it. They just say, you know, I think Valandis this week said, you know, you know, it shouldn't have been out in the public. It's like, shouldn't shouldn't be happening in the first place. The, you know, you can't just hold clubs to ransom. It, yeah. And it seems to be more so now than any other place where it's the players holding clubs mm. to ransom. You know, you have a couple, a couple of good seasons and the club does a good deal. So, you know, and they've mm. set their salary cap up, cap up for the next couple of years based on that deal. And then, Huss, you know, Haas is now saying, oh, you've got to pay me another couple of hundred grand more no club has yeah. that just to stay around like you know and, and to be honest no forwards worth a million 1.2 whatever he wants um mm. good luck to him he's not going to get it mm. I, I can't mm. unless he goes to a, a very average team but i'll i'll Someone's put it over to smoke sound let us know i'm going to try and be quick with this pain has i believe is being very very poorly advised by some very, very greedy people. And as a young man, he is being told lots of things that is making him make some very poor decisions. Uh, the, 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 fact, the cold hard facts are, back when he made his debut, which was the last year that Wayne Bennett was coached in 2008, he, he, I think it was after he'd played two games off the bench. He, had, he hadn't even played more than 50 minutes of first grade. Wayne Bennett then set him up with a six-year contract worth about 550000 a season. Or, or it averaged out to be about five hundred and fifty a season. That is astronomical figures for a guy who has only played about 50 minutes of first grade. Uh, a couple of years into that deal, the Broncos, in good faith, upgraded it to an average of 800000 a season. Normally when clubs upgrade a contract, there's a stipulation, yeah, but you've got to extend by another couple of years. They didn't do that. It was just a good faith thing. It's like, no, we know we're struggling at the moment, but you're carrying us, we'll pay you more money. Now, because he's had this breakup with his previous manager who set that deal up, his new management aren't earning a cent from Payne House at the moment. So they've obviously said, hey, we can get you more money. Let's get you another upgrade so that we can start getting paid too. And, and the brilliant negotiating tactic is we're going to say, oh, well, we want an immediate release if you're not going to give us this upgrade. And we're going to leak it out to all the media so it becomes a huge story leading up to Origin. Uh, so poorly managed, this, this kid. And look, it, it's tarnished his reputation. He now looks like a greedy piece of shit. You guys saw my messages when it got revealed. I was not happy with him. I've, I've cooled down on him a bit because I think it's more about him being very, very poorly managed. Uh, and it's now sort of gotten to the point where, the, look, the Broncos are very strong in this. They said, no, we're not releasing you. No, you're not getting any extra money. Would that have happened a couple of years ago if Ben Eichen and Dave Donahue weren't there? I don't know. But thank God they are there because now we've got strong management again and we're, we're not going to allow players to, players and player managers to hold us to ransom anymore. You know uh, what I'm to do? I could, go, I, I could go on for an hour, but I'll stop. Can I, I'll just say one more thing. I yeah. find it very interesting that uh, Sonny Bill Williams is one of his advisors. Yes, and Sonny and Bill Williams. Coda Nasser. Coda Nasser. And well. we remember what happened, what Sonny Bill Williams did to the Bulldogs. Yep. It's very yep. similar. Walked off, went to French rugby. Um, Absolutely. It, it seems Absolutely. very familiar. And, you know, Sonny Bill Williams is one of his advisors and he's helping him 
uh, with some, whatever some things. So it's um, yeah. Well, just, I like that the club is it's, it's an of... interesting little side note, I think, to this, which I oh, think def- might have some influence. It's one to keep, keep an eye on, definitely. And yeah. look, I like the fact that the club did get back together. So they've sort of resolved it now. And said, look, we're putting this all on the shelf until the end of the season, and, and then we'll discuss in the off season when it's not a distraction. Uh, and look, one thing I was not particularly a fan of, I didn't like the fans booing him when he was out on the field because you know what, watching him perform in that game, he was busting his ass off. He didn't throw in the towel. He, he he was there. He was trying to win that game in the Broncos. And in the end, it was his tackle on Jaden Campbell to tackle him in the in goal in the second half that swung momentum the Broncos' way. It led to our first try in the second half, and that swung the game. So that guy was out there busting his ass. If you put on a Broncos jersey and you're on the field. From my point of view, I don't care what's happening off the field. If you're on the field with a jersey on, I'll cheer you. I might boo you and talk shit about you afterwards, but if you're on the field during the game, I'm cheering <laughs> you. I'm hoping you're going to win my team the game. Yeah, I think it goes to the point of, like, why aren't these done in private? And then when there's an announcement, it's announced, whereas <laughs> yeah. it's speculation and, you know, rumour-mongering and that sort of stuff. Well, that's what yeah. player managers do. They just and they, go, and they, they do everything from, through the manager. media. Yeah. That's how they get yeah. things yeah. done these days, and it's terrible. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We, we're moving on. Uh, writings on the wall for the Tiger Boss. Uh, comments heaped pressure on as Madge uh, mid review. Uh, yeah, he's gone. Mid review. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gone. Be gone. They're doing this mid season review, and the, the chairman, I can't remember his name, um, for the Tigers was interviewed the other day, and he he was very yeah. This bloke, what's his name? Uh, Lee Hadjapantelis. Uh, oh, he basically. We should have got our very, host to just say that. Definitely not, mate. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I jumped in. So otherwise, we are running out of time. Uh, but uh, look, the, his wording in his interview. I mean, normally you've got the chairman always saying, "Oh, yeah, he's got our full support," and that usually means that, that the coach is. F-. He wouldn't even say it. He said, "Well, I guarantee you safety." No, it's like, oh, geez, geez, that doesn't sound good, mate. So I think he's going to be gone very, very. He may have coached his last game because they've got the bye this week, so he may be done. Three from 12. They haven't improved since he's been there. It's, it's a shame, but I think he's got to go. And it goes to what we were saying last week, where it's like the, the tip of the dominoes or whatever, like the, 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 the dominoes yeah. start falling, and it's, yeah. it seems to be happening. So Yeah, exactly. That exactly. guy was right last week. Mm. All right, moving on. Um, Wayne woos Burgess to Dolphins, and Crow isn't happy about it. Yes. Uh, Do you think Russell Crowe's really... I don't think it takes much to upset Russell Crowe. I'm pretty Fair sure, enough. you know... Um, yeah. Uh, who's this? Sam Burgess, right? He's yeah, Sam Burgess. Or... Wayne's trying to get uh, him on the Dolphins coaching staff. And, you know, Russell, Rusty wants to keep him at Souths. And we'll just see. It, does does uh, Sam want to continue his love affair for Souths? Or does he want to continue his love affair for Wayne? We'll find out soon enough. Wayne often gets his man, though, so we'll see. It's probably lucky he's still got a job in the game. Here's the biggest yeah. story. Uh, so this was breaking news. Like it was announced only a few hours ago. Uh, rugby league icon Ray Warren, good old Rabs. He's retiring after 55 years in commentary. Yeah. What? What? Um, and look, he hasn't been doing any commentary this year. But there was a lot of speculation: is he going to come back for Origin? And the reason for the speculation was because at this point he has commentated 99 State of Origin games. I think everyone wanted to see him crack the century, but. Look, he's seventy nine. I mean, he's he's been doing it for fifty five years. What what a what a career too. Um, you know, he, I think he commentated forty five grand finals as well. He's also done a lot of horse racing commentary and the Olympics with the swimming. Who can who can ever forget Hackett and Thorpe, Thorpe and Hackett, stroke for stroke. Oh, it was brilliant! A fantastic commentator, and and some of my most vivid memories of big rugby league games, his voice is, is instilled in the memory for those moments. So, you know, good luck yeah. to him and, and wonderful career. Yeah, I agree. I, just the grand finals, you know, you, you, the grand final kicks off, you hear, you know, his sort of, um, you know, opening, you know, the commentary, the opening commentary for the game, you sort of recognise yeah. that name. You can, I can even hear it now. You think about it, you, you yeah. know exactly what he's doing. But, you know... Well, I remember him calling a, Mal Meninga's last try in that 94 grand final for you guys when he took yeah. the intercept. I remember um, that was the last time he got the Raiders players' names right as well. I'll just chuck that <laughs> in there. <laughs> Jason well, Croak has been... Many, many named players since then, haven't you? Jason Croak has been playing with the Raiders for like 40 years. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, but in all seriousness, nah, it just 
it was less on him and more on Channel 9, not putting Raiders on Channel 9 very often. So, and you po- know, possibly one of his most famous calls was, that's not a try, that's a miracle! Just, just topical for this week. Sorry, just had to do it. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, that's the end of the news. Uh, Supercoach update. Smokes, you got an update? We won again. I thought we started a bit shaky, but cracked the 1,000 again. We're now at 8-3. and three. Well, I think we're equal second on the ladder. The percentages have got us at fifth, and we're playing against the, the, the team coming about 13th or 14th this week. So, But very different week this week because a lot of players are missing because of origin, so I've really got to have a look and see what we can tweak there. Otherwise, we might not have many in so, but uh, yeah, we'll just keep chugging along, you know, super coach. All right, on to last week's beer bets. Uh, does anyone have a bet for me for this well, week? Well, it's got to be the origin theme, doesn't it? Yep, 100% tipping. All right, yep. All right, so QLD to win. Uh, so my, my beer bet will be Selwyn Cobo to score on debut into Queensland winning the match. So Cobo to score, Queensland to win. I'm going to assume that you're taking that one, Principal. Most definitely. How many beers? Oh, just, 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 just the. Uh, do we have? Do, do we have? Phantoms like a, taking it a too. Four beer minimum. Four beer. Yeah, minimum four beer minimum. Yeah, four beer minimum. Phantom will take that one as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to say. Be, he'll be got two. I'm going to yeah, say. He'll be negatives. Um, captain, and he's going to be captain in my eyes. Captain Jack White and man of the match, and New South. <laughs> <laughs> taken. Taken. I don't even need to hear the rest of the bet. I'm taking it. <laughs> Oh dear, yep. Man of the so match. So just Jack White, man of the match, that'll do. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Well, we can chuck <laughs> in Blues. Right. Well, no, we'll do Blues to win, I don't care, it doesn't really matter. If, he, if he's Jack man White, of the match, you're going to win. Well, look, if, if he's going to be man of the match, you'll win, you'd think, yep. wouldn't you? <laughs> right. No, he got uh, man of the match in the losing grand final, didn't he? Exactly. That's because yeah, they should have won. Did. They shouldn't have lost. <laughs> he should have got a trophy too. And it's I'll never forget. Next decade. Right. Next decade, that's been generous. I reckon I've got another 20 years to wait. Principal, you signed us all up for the bloody push-up challenge. I <laughs> did. Today was the first day, right? Today was the first day. It was actually an easy day today and I still struggled, so I'm in all sorts of trouble. How many was I supposed to do? Uh, there was 70. <laughs> you, were meant, you should have already done uh, 74. Um, clearly you hey, haven't. I've got a few hours before it's uh, <laughs> end of the day. Is I, might, easy I day. might still knock something yeah, out. It's, it's, um, yeah, so it was a bit rough today because I haven't done... Push-ups for a while, so um, but I got I've got through mine, and um, it's for a great cause for Lifeline. So, yeah, we're um, we're going to see. Pretty how- sure Phantom got through his. I saw that he put a couple of videos up on. I haven't watched them, but I think he's put a couple of videos up on Facebook already. The the bloody Jeez, layer, he really so. does love putting up. Oh, videos, he, he, he just loves looking at himself. I think he looks himself and I think he gets a bit wet. I think he takes the videos normally. He's just got some a reason to post them now, so he's um, yeah, you know, just right. uh, just to keep track of his form. It's just so I can get um, my form right, you know. <laughs> just gotta get my form right. Oh dear. Well, if you want to check the Phantoms' form, you can find them on the Pub Talk Rugby <laughs> League podcast Facebook page. That's such a great line. That's almost going to be the name of this episode, doesn't it? Phantoms' form. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll change that. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, look, I, at this stage, I've withdrawn at least from the first part of the push-up challenge because um, it's going to sound a bit weird because I'm still doing rehab on my ankle. Um, to get into position to do push-ups, you're still going to have your ankle in quite a firm sort of, you know, with your toes knees, down. Mate. Just do like the, like the Yeah, down. I kind of feel like that's a bit of a wuss's way of doing it. So I might pass the first few days and see how I go by the start of next week. And even if I just start from behind, or you know, I, I love coming from behind, so. <laughs> Jesus. How do I use Facebook again? There's, 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 there's a name for the podcast. <laughs> we found a few names, I think. Oh, dear. Oh. Phantom Swarm coming from behind. <laughs> God. I don't know how to use it. Oh, All right, yeah. never mind. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> we'll, get, we'll get links and stuff on the Facebook page. Yeah, anyway, chuck links in. Yeah. So. Yep. Once yep. I remember how. All right. Uh, okay, well, that's the... <laughs> Push up challenges, the pub talk, that's good. All right, oh, it's round 13 is a very short one, so we might get through this with five minutes to go. All right, Titans, Cowboys, principal. Ooh, I'm going to go Titans only because Cowboys are going to be missing a few. Ooh, interesting. And um, uh, Cowboys are got to win eventually. Um, Titans are got to win eventually. Smokes? I'm going to stick with the Cows, uh, but yeah, if the Titans are ever going to get them, it's, it's this one. 
Yeah, it's a great chance for the Titans to yeah, get one. Cowboys, I don't know who's the favourite, but I'm sure Cowboys would be. I think Cowboys. Right, Panthers, Bulldogs, I think we can all safely say Panthers. Still going to be Penrith, but they're missing like seven players. Nah. So, I'm, again, I'm, if the Dogs are ever a chance. I'm chucking in Dogs now. for this one. I'm chucking the Dogs. Right. Penrith are missing a huge amount of players in key positions. Yeah. I reckon yeah. it, it actually evens the contest up. I'm not saying that they're... It does, you know, I, Yeah, you're right. If Bulldogs are going to win a game... You know, it's a great game to try and get it. The Bulldogs are pretty much at full strength. I don't think they missed any players, so mm. they should be able to. It's I'm hoping they get a win. Anyway, yeah. Sea Eagles versus New Zealand Warriors. Principal, we'll go with you. Oh, um, going to go. That's a tough oh, one. Warriors. Yeah, that's a tough one. Because Cherry um, Evans is a massive part of that team. And yeah, with him and not being no in there. Turbo either. Nah. Yeah, Look, I think... I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Manly though, but with no confidence. Yeah, that's um. With this no is probably confidence. this is a really hard week of tipping. I reckon this. You know that. Yeah, if you, look you just at the, don't know how these origin affected teams. The are odds for the game, you know, they've got a pretty clear cut sort of view of who's going to win. But I reckon it's a lot closer than what they're saying. One game that's not going to be close is the next game, the Roosters Raiders. Clearly ah. a Raiders, clearly a Raiders win. Clearly Roos a Raiders win, eh? Roos has got nothing with that Tedesco. I'm actually going to tip... I don't like doing this, but I'm going to tip the Roosters. Their halves are still intact. Suali's playing pretty well. Their forwards are all still there. Whereas your two best players are out. Like, that, that could hurt you. But, well, you know, I, hope, I really hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Ooh, we've gone completely opposite tips this week, Smokes. Yeah, it's going to be some shifting around on the ladder here, isn't there? <laughs> and then, state of origin, I like it. Do you really have to ask? Yeah. New South Wales. Exactly. The boys, and then Smokes gets Queensland. Obviously. No and then the guys that have a bye, Rabbitohs, West Tigers, Sharks, Knights, Broncos, Dragons, Storm and Eels. So... Well deserved by the Broncos too. They earned that bye. <laughs> West, West, <laughs> Tigers, West Tigers need to get their points back. They've got to go out and earn them. They... Well, this is the only way they're going to get them. Yeah, for the bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the tips are in. So that brings us to the end of this episode of Pub Talk Rugby League. Uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, as, as, as always, you can find us on Facebook with the Facebook group Pub Talk Rugby League. And if they aren't already, we'll make sure that those <laughs> push-up videos from the Phantom are up there. Uh, thanks for listening and see you all next week. Bye. See you later. Go, Go the Raiders the and the Blues. Queenslander!